It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Wednesday, up Thursday. Let's do that. Three, two, one. This is this is on tape, right? Yeah. Three, two, one. Made it to Thursday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Justin Kalen, a.k.a. Scooter Dingus, on the other side of the glass. I used to have uh, call-in guests all the time. Mm-hmm. But since Scooter has decided to become part of the show, and he's welcome to do so, I don't have to have call-in guests as often. But I got a good one today on this Thursday, July 6th. Steve Bettenbender, writer for Kentucky, BetKentucky.com, will join me in about 15 minutes. We're going to talk about sports gaming and when's it going to happen. NFL season starts on September 7th. Where do I need to go if I want a brick-and-mortar spot? When are we going to be able to get an app online? Uh, I know a lot of the racetracks. I went to the website this morning. It's BetKentucky.com. That's one word, BetKentucky.com. And there's a lot of questions that you can have answered there, but they're not all there. And Steve contacted me earlier this week and said, hey, there's going to be maybe some big news by the end of this week. So we'll try to figure out what that is with the writer, former AP writer, Courier-Journal writer, hockey aficionado, Steve Bittenbender, all that in about 15 minutes. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450 to join in the conversation, 384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502 502- 414-1450. Don't forget, if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents at Thornton's. That's right. You heard me correctly. 89 cents. Come in today, grab a fountain drink, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, did you watch the Reds yesterday, Scoots? I did, yeah. Did you see the bat controversy? No, I missed that. I saw after Ellie hit his homer, he pointed at the oh, yeah, but I didn't know where all that stemmed from. Yep. Um, Davey Martinez, or somebody on the Washington Nationals, asked right before the home run for Ellie's bat to be checked. There were questions. And, you know, a lot of times this is gamesmanship. They want to get in his head. He's a young player. He's having a great start. Let's get in his head a little bit. Let's check his bat. Didn't work. Mm-mm. He hit the next pitch 440-something feet. Which should have been a grand slam. And when he hit it, he looked at the Nationals bench and pointed to the bat and said, "You want to basically, you want to look at it again? Rounded the bases. Davey Martinez, in his postgame, was not happy with the home run trot and celebration of Ellie De La Cruz. Well, if you don't want to be happy about it, that's fine. Don't ask to see his bat. You got De La Cruzed. <laughs> is that, uh, is that official? I'm copywriting I that. I like it, yeah. I'm copywriting that 2023. <laughs> De La Cruz. You got Ellie. That's probably better. But let's say you got De La Cruzed because yeah, like you it. wanted the smoke, you got the smoke. The Reds won again. That's 19 out of 23. I understand it's the Nationals, a last-place team. 9-2, to two, impressive offensive performance again. Votto hits another home run. Mm-hmm. 
The Brewers lost, as you pointed out to me when I walked in in a celebratory go, mood. Go, baby. Um, and here go here go our Cincinnati Reds. Oh, wait a minute. I can't say that. Can you I? can't. No. I'm not allowed. Well, I'm you a, do. Anyways. I am a Cubs fan. But here go your Cincinnati Reds, who now have a two-game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers, a nine games over 500 record at 48 and 39. 105 start today. Trying to beat the Nationals in the nation's capital again. Williamson, Brandon Williamson. It, here's what blows my mind. Every time I read a starter, other than Andrew Abbott, it feels the same. Mm-hmm. One and two, 556 ERA. Uh, Ashcraft, three and six, 666 ERA yesterday. Didn't every, matter. Every time I read one of these starters, they have a losing record and an ERA somewhere over four and a half. Yet they keep on somehow winning. Mackenzie Gore, former Padre, will go for Washington today. He's four and seven with a four forty-eight ERA. Over under is ten. The Reds have been an over machine this year, mm-hmm. and they did it again yesterday. Nine to two win. Um, was it you that told me Josiah Gray is a All Star? Yes, that guy's terrible. Yeah, well, he is horrible. Every team, Oakland has to have an All Star. Every team has to have an All Star. Who's Oakland's? I have no idea. <laughs> It's got to be – you're going to look that one up because the all-star reserves have been named. Um, I'm going to say it's the center fielder. He's got a, a – Cruz might be his last name. I don't know. But I'm probably wrong. Um, yeah, so Josiah Gray is the Washington Nationals representative at the all-star game. So the Reds – look. I said it early in the year. I love the the lineup. It got better when they got McLean. It got even better when they got De La Cruz up from Louisville. By the way, the bats, they're having trouble since all these uh, stars got sent to the majors. Lost 9-4 to four at Toledo last night. 7.05 tonight, 6.35 pregame right here on the Big X. Nick Kern brings you all the action. Louisville at Toledo. They've lost the first three games. They played yeah. Monday at home. Mm-hmm. No, they've lost the first two games. In Toledo, but they have lost, uh, I think, four out of five now. Brent Rooker, by the way, is the Brent Oakland's. Rooker. He's an outfielder. He's hit a bunch of home runs, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Reds, by the way, after today, will travel to Milwaukee for a uh, three-game set heading into the All-Star break. Then when they come out of the All-Star break, three more at home with Milwaukee. Must, wa- must so watch TV. Six straight games against the Brewers. If you go two and four, you're still tied for first. Mm-hmm. If you go four and two, separation. Three and three is fine. Uh, anything better than four and two? And I start. I start a uh, what? What do they call that? The magic number. The magic yeah. number. Mm-hmm. The magic number will probably be something in the somewhere in the realm of sixty-five. <laughs> but I'll start the magic number countdown. How many more wins plus Brewer losses till the Reds are? Uh, win the division. I'm I'm shooting for five and one, John, and then it's over. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Milwaukee's not playing great. They're not. They look like they turned it around, and then the Cubs came to town. They can't beat the lowly, my lowly Chicago Cubs, who are uh, forty and forty-five. Cubs are in third place in the Central Division. Central Division third place means nothing in either league. No. Because you know who's in the Central Division, the American League third place, Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Who got beat by Oakland twelve to three yesterday? 
<sighs> Baseball. Did you see the uh, guy get hurt at the Yankee game? No. What happened there? <laughs> Only in the Yankee game. Was it his broadcaster? Wild, broadcaster? wild throw, and it goes into the uh, camera well and hurts a guy. I think he there was uh, there was blood. Um, he had to be taken off. Only in Yankee Stadium. Yikes! Baltimore beat the Yankees again. By the way, six to three. New York is uh, they're falling apart. They're forty eight and thirty nine now, which is a fine record. But you're eight games back. You're in third place in the American League East. You're playing the Orioles, who you need to beat, and you've lost two of the first three. One more today at. Uh, 705, four game set. Judge is still out, though, right? Judge is still out. At some point, now the Yankees are definitely in playoff contention. I mean, only one team's coming out of the Central. That's probably going to be Minnesota. If not, it's going to be Cleveland. Texas and Houston are going to come out of the West. So you're probably going to get three teams out of the East. And right now it would be Tampa Bay, Baltimore, and the New York Yankees. Uh, Toronto's going to have a chance to catch the Yankees. The Angels, I know Trout's hurt, big injury. Otani left with a blister two days ago, uh, left a pitching start, still batting, by the way. But uh, And Rendon got hurt again. So the Angels are one over, they're, they're, but they're hurt. They're beat up. They still got no pitching. It's Yankees-Blue Jays right now, in my opinion, for the final playoff spot in the American League. And we're a long way away. Oh, yeah. The All-Star game is Tuesday. Home run derby. Do you home run derby? I like the home run derby. Yeah. Pete Alonzo in it again. Going for his third win. He's not going to win it. He knows how to win it, though. Don't matter. He's not going to win it. Where is the All-Star mm, game? I think I owe you a – what do I owe you? I lost a bet a couple of weeks ago. No. Well, maybe we'll double L- or nothing. Lucky for you, I don't have a good memory. Maybe we'll double or nothing. Where is the All-Star game? Seattle. Yeah, no, Julio's winning. Well, Julio's, Julio's that's winning. the big, uh, oh, Julio against Pete again. Julio's going to win. I don't know, man. Pete knows, he, he knows how to just launch angle, exit velo with his pitcher at an all-star game. But Julio's got the crowd. He's done it a few times. Remember when Todd Frazier had the crowd in Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. It, it means a little bit. Doesn't matter if you can't hit the ball out of the park. Crowd doesn't mean anything. In my opinion, the crowd means nothing at a home run derby. But the All-Star game is Tuesday. So I know I know I'm early here talking about getting to the playoffs and the Reds are two games ahead in the Central Division. And uh, you know, the Braves are the best they now have the best record in baseball. They've overtaken Tampa Bay. Braves are gonna win the World Series. Probably. The Reds hit as well as the Braves. Almost, uh, let me change that. Almost as well as the Braves. But man, the Braves, Spencer Strider and guys like that, they, the Reds pitching cannot match up. And that's why I said yesterday, and I will continue for the next 25 days to remind the listener the Reds need to pick up a top-level starting pitcher for their stretch run. They don't need a guy that they have to sign for the next five years. They need a guy to help them in August and September. And if I'm the Reds, go get him now. Go get him now. Everybody waits till the trade deadline. And then on July 31st, you get a, you know, two, one of two things happen. There are no trades, very few, 
or there is a massive amount of trades. Those, there's no in-between. We've seen it both ways the last couple of years. If you're the Reds, if I'm the Reds, I can look at my rotation right now, and I can see Abbott, who's been great, but he's still a rookie. I can see Ashcraft, who was supposed to be the, the A pitcher this year, and he struggled. He was last to night. To say the least. He was good yesterday. Uh, I look at Brandon Williamson. I look at Luke Weaver. And it, I don't care. Nothing, what's going to happen between July 6th to July 31st that's going to make any of these guys better than they already are? Go get somebody now. You're going to get three to four starts out of this person before August 1st. Call the Mets. Tell him you want to rent Scherzer for three months and you'll send him back to the Mets next year. Call the Nationals. You're going to love this one. Tell them you want Josiah Gray. No. Yeah, you don't like that. I'm out. Call the Cardinals. What's Mikolas doing the rest of the year? You're out on that one, too. I mean, you got Nick Lodolo. He's just on the injured list. Lodolo's good. I think I hear crickets. Lodolo is good. All those guys are good. I'm looking for a guy. Call the Red Sox. Go get Nick Pavetta. Call the White Sox. They got a couple of guys that can help you out. The White Sox are 37 and 50. Giolito won a Cy Young Award not too long ago. Dylan Cease is really good. Lance Lynn is a veteran with good stuff who will keep you in every single ballgame. Call the White Sox. I'd say call the A's, but I don't know any of the A's. Call the Mariners. Said this yesterday. Call Seattle and say, can we borrow Louis Castillo back for the rest of the year? <sighs> Come on, Reds. Do it now. <laughs> Don't wait until July 31st. Everybody else is waiting until July 31st. And I, some teams, I understand why they're waiting. They got three weeks now, four weeks, three and a half weeks to see if they're still going to be in the race. Right? They don't want to make a move unless they know they're still going to be in the race. You're in the National League Central Division. There are no great teams in that division. So automatically, you are going to be in the race. Go get somebody before Milwaukee goes and gets somebody. Because the Brewers will go and get somebody. They've done it historically. They're going to go get somebody to help them win the National League Central. Beat them to the punch. Beat them to the punch. All right, early break here. Got Steve Bittenbender from BetKentucky.com. Coming up, we'll talk about when and where and how in Kentucky we're not no longer going to have to cross the bridge to make a wager on a football, basketball, baseball game. When's that going to happen? How's it going to happen? Where's it going to happen? When can I put an app on my phone? Can I put one on there already? Because June 28th, This law went into effect June 28th. I read that today on BetKentucky.com. So we'll talk to Steve about all of those issues, and maybe he's got some big news to give us that's coming out today or tomorrow. Let's see. When we come back from break, you're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.
back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Yeah, I had trouble with the uh, comeback music on Monday. But it, was, but it wasn't your fault Monday. This time now, it was. Now I can blame you. There's going to be a little <laughs> less in your paycheck this week. Dang it. Eminem Cartage Hotline's open. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thorns text line open as well. 502-414-1450. Get your text in at that number. Don't forget Big X Golf Scramble. You might have just heard the commercial. Uh, September 1st, a Friday at Elk Run, early morning shotgun start, 9 a.m. You can go to, give me the website, the uh, address again. Uh, the email address is bigxscramble at yahoo.com. I should write that down. Big X Scramble. If I wrote it Yahoo. down, com. it would be a better read. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty easy, John. That's kind of on you. I don't you remember, remember what that. I had for breakfast. That's also on you. So that's not a not a good thing. <laughs> Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. I do know who our guest is today. Steve Bittenbender, writing for uh, BetKentucky.com, joins me on the show. How are you today, Steve? I'm doing great, John. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, full full uh, introduction here. Former Courier-Journal writer, AP writer, hockey idiot. Is that fair? Well, you know, I'm not a Rangers fan, so I wouldn't necessarily That's why this. you're a hockey idiot. You're an <laughs> Islanders fan. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You still write? You write hockey too, right? You do some uh, sometimes contract time, yeah, work, but yeah. But my uh, my uh, bread and butter now is uh, covering the uh, gaming industry for uh, BetKentucky.com and a number of other uh, sites uh, for Gambling.com group. How are you loving that, by the way? Oh, it's a fantastic job. Um, you know, it's something that really has come about because of the uh, emergence of uh, legalized sports betting within the last, you know, five years. And, you know, it's something I've always had an interest in, and it's just um, amazing how things kind of have lined up um, to to allow me to, to do something like this. So it, it, it's fun. Um, get to, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a tout by any stretch of the imagination, so. Oh, so don't ask um, me any tips, right? No, 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 no. Uh, my 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 expertise is on the, is on the back end of uh, of this with the covering the uh, legalization, um, who's coming, you know, and and legislation and so forth across the country. That's that's where that's where I'm making my bones. Um, if I was a sports betting expert, by the way, I probably wouldn't be uh, needing to write about this stuff. But that's another topic for another day. Okay. Now, were you surprised? I was surprised that it finally got done in Frankfurt, that we're going to have mm-hmm. sports gambling, sports gaming in the state of Kentucky. Were you surprised mm-hmm. either at the length of time it took to get here or the earliness of us getting here at this point? John, I was a little surprised that it was able to pass this year. Uh, you know, it, it seemed like it was close last year. Um, but it, it kind of got hung up um, on, on a couple of things. Um, you know, there, there, was some, there, there was some pushback in, in the Senate last year. And, you know, there was obviously there, there was momentum building. But given the way that Kentucky's legislature, um, given the rules of the legislature, you know, in, a, in this year's session, a sports betting bill would have required more than just a simple majority. 
because it's a non-budget year, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But they needed to get 60% of both the House and 60% of the Senate. So that in itself, plus you're looking at it at a shorter session this year, you know, that stacked the odds up against it. But as I said, there was momentum from last year. There were some newer lawmakers as well in Frankfurt, newer, younger lawmakers who were interested and excited about uh, gaming. And that kind of helped push it uh, over the top. And, you know, now we're looking at, you know, potentially having sportsbook um, live here in Kentucky, perhaps in, in as little as uh, two months. Uh, Governor Brashear has uh, said he wants it uh, ready by the start of the NFL season, and that's two months from today when, uh, when the uh, Chiefs kick off the NFL season. And on Monday now, the uh, Kentucky Horse Racing Commission just announced this um, this morning, about an hour and a half ago. They will be meeting in, at the Red Mile in Lexington Monday afternoon to discuss and more than likely approve the rules and regulations in which they'll uh, oversee sports betting. That's a key step because that will allow the commission to start accepting applications from the racetracks and the operators who want to come in and offer and offer uh, their sports betting apps. So we may very I don't know exactly what the landscape would look like in September, but it's yeah. looking very likely that we will see you know uh, sports betting operators set up shop here you know by the early fall. That's good news for NFL betters uh, in Kentucky, of course. Now Keeneland and Red Mile have already. Mm-hmm broker deals with Caesar Sportsbook. Is that correct? Yes. They they have announced theirs already. And uh, when, do the other, when do the other racetracks, you know, make, make these moves? My guess is we will start hearing more about these moves once the regulations have been uh, have been approved. Which is which yeah, that's but, what the Monday meeting is about, correct? Correct. Okay. Now besides besides Caesars and, and Red Bull and Keeneland FanDuel and Churchill Downs have both said that they plan to partner with one another, which has made sense because they've already had, they had an agreement going back to the Kentucky Derby. So it, it always, it always stood to make sense that, that they were going to partner together on sports betting. But the extent of what that agreement is and whether or not FanDuel will have any brick and mortar sports book sites in the state remains to be seen. And TVG is now FanDuel, right? Correct? FanDuel bought Correct. TVG. So it only makes well, they, sense. They were, they, were, they were always part of the same group. It's a, it's a company known as uh, Flutter Entertainment. Okay. They own both FanDuel and TVG, and they just went ahead and, and rebranded it last year as FanDuel TV. Talking to Steve Bettenbender, writer for BetKentucky.com. Uh, I went there this morning. There's a lot of great information on your website, a lot of good writing uh, not only by you, but uh, other writers as well on there. And there's timelines letting you know when things happen, when to expect things to happen. Um, the the average betting fan, like myself, who has to drive over to Indiana every day and either go to a brick-and-mortar uh, betting parla- parlor or sit in a parking lot at Thornton's on their phone for or, or wherever they go. Thornton's is one of our sponsors. That's why I picked Thornton's. They want to know when do when can I stop doing that? How many well, brick and mortar places will there be? Let's just say by the end of the year. 
Okay. In, in the state, not just in Louisville. Okay. House Bill Five Fifty One, which is the uh, the law that legalizes sports legalizes sports betting in Kentucky, allows the tracks to have a brick and mortar sports book okay. at their tracks and at their satellite HHR parlors. So you're looking at you know nine. There are nine tracks, or will be nine tracks here in the not too distant future, and most of them have. Uh, most of them have some type of uh, uh, HHR parlor. So, you know, you're, you're looking at the potential of up to 18 at some point in your, you know, down the line. Now, it also allows them to partner with up to three online operators. Okay. So you've got the potential for 27. I don't see 27, you know, sports betting operators coming to Kentucky. Uh, you take a look at Ohio right now, um, which is one of the bigger markets in the country. They've got 18. Indiana, they Indiana's allowed to have will be allowed to have 39. Once Crystal Downs opens this uh, casino in Terre Haute, but right now they've got I think 13. Tennessee's got um, 12 or 13 as well. So I would expect to see probably eight to 12 initially here in Kentucky, you know, definitely, you know, those, most of those would be coming on during the NFL season if uh, if the online aspect of sports betting is able to uh, to ramp up that quickly. Yeah. And there's some question, there's some question about that just because, you know, Kentucky's obviously working hard to get the rules out and, and get applicants, you know, approved and licensed. But there's still some tech, you know, there's still some technological factors in developing these apps. You know, they're they're not just plug and play uh, for for these operators. You know, they've got to they've got to understand what the rules are going to be in the states. They've got to do geofencing to make sure that uh, when you know you're in Kentucky, you know, when when you're placing a bet with a Kentucky uh, sports book, that you're actually in Kentucky. Right. So, and which of course, you know, if if, if you're like you know me or, or you, John, you've Probably gotten pinged, you know, quite a few times uh, opening uh, opening one of your apps to say that to remind you that you're not in Indiana or Ohio or Tennessee. So there's some of that work that remains behind the scenes. But you know, the law says that operators are, you know, that that the sports betting is supposed to be up and running no later than late December. Obviously, it's going to ha- the retail aspect is going to happen well before that, and I would assume. If the online, if online apps aren't available right at the beginning of the NFL season, they'll they'll start coming online shortly thereafter. So the Hardys in Jeffersonville, the Thornton's right next door to it, uh, the liquor store right off of the Albany exit on I I sixty four. Those places will probably start seeing uh, less traffic uh, <laughs> here starting in uh, September and October. Okay. Now, your best guess here. If if I want to go place a bet once we're able to do so, I can go to Churchill Downs. There will be a, a facility on the grounds at Churchill Downs. What about Der- More than likely, yes. Derby City mm-hmm. Gaming? There's mm-hmm. a new one going up down on Market Street in the old U.S. Bank building. Uh, you've got mm-hmm. the original one that now has a really nice hotel next door on uh, Poplar Level Road where the Louisville mm-hmm. Downs used to be. Will those places 
have sports books? Churchill Downs has not said exactly yet. As we talked a second ago, a minute ago, these operators and the tracks have not all the rules to their plans yet. But Churchill Downs will be able to have a brick and mortar sports book at their track and at the uh, at, at the historical horse racing facility. Okay. I would assume, at the very least, at the very least, they would have one. One at the track, definitely, maybe more than one, because, you know, the, the track is a big place. You can get on, you can enter from, from Central or from, uh, or, or off of Taylor. So, you know, there's potential they could have, have, you know, two sports books. It would probably be the same brand, whether it's Twin Spires or one of their partners. Right. But, you know, I would, I would imagine that at least at the track there would be a sports book, and it would only make sense. To have one, to have a kiosk or something at the HHR parlors, in my opinion. Um, all right, let's say we're a year from now, we're able to go in, in or get on our phone and bet a baseball game. Uh, at what point does casino gaming come into play here? At what point does the legislature say, well, we're making a whole lot of money? Mm-hmm. Why don't we make some more money uh, like Indiana does? Is that, a, is that years away, or is that decades away, or is that a couple years away? You can make the argument, John, that we already have casino gaming because right. of, of the historical horse racing parlors. Um, and we've had this discussion before. Yes. While they are not, while they are technically not slots because of the technology and behind them, they have the look and feel of a slot machine. So, you know, the only thing that we're missing is the table games. Right. To be honest. Correct. So I've talked with um, Damon Sayer, Senate, uh, Senate uh, Republican floor leader Damon Sayer about this. And he doesn't expect, he, he thinks there's probably not going to be any uh, substantial gaming legislation happening in the near future. And I would agree with him on that. I, I think with the, the bill that was passed uh, this year with sports betting and the bill that uh, came out uh, in this ses- uh, session as well that uh, now um, makes the uh, gray machines or skill games illegal at the convenience stores and bars. Yeah. Uh, now, that bill was also being challenged, so there's a possibility that that bill, uh, that law gets overturned. But I think with both of those topics resolved, I don't see a lot of appetite or momentum right now for casino gaming. There's obviously there's interest within within Frankfurt within within some lawmakers for that, and you know that is something also that Governor Bashir campaigned on. He didn't just campaign on sports betting okay. four years ago. He also campaigned on casino gaming. So he might have uh, something to say on that too, but. Keep in mind, he's a Democrat. The uh, you know the General Assembly is you know has Republican supermajorities, so it would ha- it would take you know a majority of Republicans within the legislature to side with the governor on that. And there's also going to be there will also be more questions about whether table games would be constitutional or not and whether you would need to have an amendment and, right. and so forth. So 
we would be looking, I think we would be looking at several years down the road before we're able to, you know, we're able to play blackjack or, you know, three-card poker or whatever, or craps or roulette um, here in Kentucky. I, I still think that's several years away. It's hard for me to believe, Steve, that when that first check comes in, from uh, the the their cut of the sports gaming that they don't say wow why didn't we do this a long time ago and how can we make more money hey let's put in some table games right well in in sports betting in and of itself if you, if you take if if you look at the revenue numbers the casino the casino games the the slots and the table games will generate will generate more money for, uh, than you know than sports betting yes and something else. That may happen here in the near future, not necessarily here in Kentucky, but to keep an eye on in Indiana. You, you have the land-based casinos in Indiana. There's now a push for something called iGaming or online casinos. Oh no! To where, yeah, to where you could, you know, just like you get on your app, you know, there at the Thorntons or, or yeah. Hardee's, rather, but rather than uh, rather than you know just bet on sports. You can sit there and, and play. You can sit there and play blackjack or, or slots or whatever. And in some cases, it, it's uh, live dealer blackjack or live or live dealer card games in the West. Mm. So there's a push for that in Indiana. Uh, it's possible that may happen next year. Uh, there's been a push for it in, in recent years, but it's kind of kind of stalled. You know, the state really doesn't need a whole, the state doesn't really need money right now. They're not looking for new sources of revenue. So it's kind of, kind of died because of that. But yeah. there's always the possibility that, especially if, uh, if, you know, the, if the state's looking for new sources of revenue, that, that they may end up deciding, hey, let's, let's go ahead and do this. So if that happens, then that might actually lead Kentucky, you know, that might start pushing Kentucky toward looking at, land-based casinos here, or, or, or the, at least get the table games at the HHR facilities. But, again, that's probably, you know, several years away from that from that happening. All right, last question. If I put a – I'm not going to say put a gun to your head. That's the wrong term to use. But if you had to make a bet on it – there you go. I think that's the way to do it. Um, September 7th, NFL season opens. Am I going to be able to bet that Thursday night game in Kentucky, either on my phone or at a physical site? I would say the odds are, you know, I would say it's probably three to five right now, using horse racing odds. Wow. Three to five that you would be able to place a bet somewhere in Kentucky um, on, that, on that NFL game. My my gut tells me that it'd probably be leaked that at a, at a brick and mortar location, um, but you know there there's an outside shot, maybe two to one, three to one odds that online maybe maybe available as well at that point. But I, I would definitely feel confident that that at least one brick and mortar sportsbook somewhere here in Kentucky would be open and taking bets. You know, two months from now. I talked to you at the Derby, and uh, I think you told me, if I remember correctly, that the first place would probably be somewhere in northern Kentucky. Is that? Uh, am I correct in remembering that? And do you still yeah, feel that that's, way? That's just uh, a, a gut on my uh, on on my part. Uh, no inside information there, but you know, we are in a uh, in an election year, and and this is something that uh, 
that the governor campaigned very hard on, and I, it wouldn't surprise me to, to see them, you know, try to get Turfway or, or someplace where he's trying to get additional votes. He, you know, let's be honest, Governor Bashir is more than likely going to win the Louisville market. He's likely going to win the Washington market. So, you know, it, it, it may be something that helps get him a, a few more votes in in northern Kentucky or mm. western Kentucky at Ellis Park or wherever. Yeah. You know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if that's, if that's the case. So but some, again, that, some Kenton that, County love for the governor, right? It, it, exactly. So, but that, as I said, that's, that's just speculation on my part and kind of me reading the tea leaves, but that's, that's what I would, that's what I would expect or anticipate to happen. Steve, thanks for your time. I appreciate you coming on. We'll do this a lot sooner than we, uh, than we have in the past. We'll talk to you uh, uh, along the line as this continues to pan out. Thank you for your time. No problem. Thank you, John. Glad to be on. Steve Bittenbender, BetKentucky.com is the website. Go there. There's I, Again, I went there this morning. There's a lot of great information on there. June 28th, this law became official, So, and, and the big story that uh, – Maybe you missed there that there's a meeting at Red Mile Monday, and after that meeting, it looks like the bids and and the 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 uh, online game, the online facilities and brick and more. We're going to know a lot more, probably less than a week from today, about when and where you're going to be able to place a bet in the state of Kentucky on the NFL game or on a college football game. Um. I would be understating this if I didn't say it's about time because so many states in this country are so far ahead of Kentucky on a lot of issues, and I was surprised. Steve said he was surprised that it passed this time because I think we got into the mood that this is never going to pass in Kentucky. I got I got into the mind space of during my lifetime, this is never going to happen. I didn't understand the argument against it. It's money for education. We already have a lottery in this in the state of Kentucky. We already have, and I'm air quoting here, historical horse racing machines. They're slot machines. Who are we kidding? I was at St. Martha's Picnic Saturday night. Guess what they had on the premises, Scooter? Slot machines. Eight. No, no, eight historical horse racing machines, mm. but they're slot machines on a church picnic grounds. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Let's take a break. Thanks to Steve. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk a little more baseball. A uh, big trade in the NBA as well happened last night, and I could not be happier about it. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Carty. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Thursday. Eminem Carty's hotline's open, 384-1450. To join in on the conversation, last chance to call the show, 502-384-1450. Last chance to text your opinions, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text machine, 414-1450. I meant to tell you good job on the phone line, by the way. 
you said that it was open, and then we got Steve on, and then I had two people call right after we got Steve, because you said the phone line was open. It was open. No, Steve well, was yeah, on. We weren't going to let him through, but it was open. <laughs> Did you answer the calls? Nope. Well, it was probably a telemarketer. Don't probably. worry about it. Yeah. I mean, nobody's calling this show. I and anybody it. that's listening knows I got a guest on. Come on, you morons. <laughs> All right, I don't mean that. All right, um, one of the uh, a tough loss last night for me, Pirates, Dodgers. I had Pirates plus one and a half. They led four to nothing. They trailed six to four going to the ninth. The Pirates loaded the bases with no outs. I needed one run. Man. They didn't score. That's tough. However, Louisville fan, Louisville baseball fan, I hope you were watching last night. It's a cool moment. Bobby Miller pitching for the Dodgers. Henry Davis, number one overall draft choice a few years ago, batting for the Pirates. Will Smith catching for the Dodgers. You had the triumvirate there. Pretty neat. Louisville pitcher, Louisville catcher, and a Louisville batter in the same plate appearance. That was pretty cool. Now, the first time up, Bobby Miller in his 100-mile-an-hour fastball took care of Henry Davis no problem. Second time up, Henry Davis with a double. So everybody wins, right, Scooter? Except me and my gambling. (laughs) The other loss I had last night was Arizona. This is why you don't gamble, folks. I'm just telling you, this is a public service announcement. I'm not getting paid for this at all. Don't gamble. I had Arizona against the Mets. Led 1-0, top of the ninth. The Mets down to their last strike. They get a home run, a double, a home run, a single, and a triple, and win 2-1. Ouch. O-U-C-H. Ouch. Uh, thanks to Steve Bittenbender. That was good stuff. Really good information. Um, Bet Kentucky, I'll give them the uh, shout-out again. BetKentucky.com is the website. Um, and look, they're going to update you every day on what's going on, uh, when and where you're going to be able to place bets in the state of Kentucky, not have to cross the bridge, the Second Street Bridge, or the or I sixty five, jump into Thornton's parking lot and sit there. If you ever see anybody just sitting in Thornton's parking lot on their phone in Southern Indiana, they're making a bet. Scooter, you've done it. Oh, nah, no, because I live here. Well, you're on your phone though. Yeah. Right. I place bets on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Steve mentioned that. He <laughs> actually was talking to me. Yeah, you're going to be able to do. This. If I put an app like that on my phone, which I do not have, I'll be divorced within six months. <laughs> I know it. My wife knows it, and that's why I'm not. Pu- I love my wife. I'm not putting. I mean, an they, app make on my it, phone. they make it. They make it where too easy. They make it where you can set a like a limit of how much you put in every month. That's oh, what I oh, do. Do they? Yeah, that's how what much, I do. You actually have a limit mm-hmm. set. Yep. And I've hit it a couple times and been real mad that I couldn't put more in, but. You've got to be able to change it, though, right? You can. You probably um, have to get rid of the app and re-put it on your phone. Yeah, I don't know how easy it is to change it. you got to call somebody. Never looked into it. You know what? If you reach your limit, you need to call somebody. (laughs) And not the the app. I can tell you that. Uh, iGaming. I didn't know that was going to be a thing he mentioned that Indiana might do in, in the next few years, where you can sit on your phone and play blackjack. That would be amazing. Or play craps. No, it's not. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. The only look, the only argument any of these senators and representatives ever had 
they had two, they had two arguments. They used the Christianity argument. This is against the Lord's wishes, which is bogus and ridiculous. And they used the there are addicted it leads to addicted gambling. And they're right about that. Mm-hmm. And when you put this on your phone, addicted gamblers are, to, in my opinion, more going to be more addicted. <sighs> Probably so. All right, let's talk about something fun. You got Mission three Im- minutes to do it. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 comes out July 12th. I cannot wait to go see Tommy Cruz, who's 62 years old now, right? Jumping off trains and planes and automobiles and flying through the air in Mission Impossible. Here's the problem I have. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is the title. That means I got to wait for a part two? Mm-hmm. Or is that just smokescreen? Is part one a smokescreen? Because it sounds like a movie in which I'm not going to have any resolution at the end. Right? Got to wait for it's both like a parts. TV episode to be continued. Yeah. I don't want that. So do I go to the theater and see this movie? By the way, after the pandemic, Tom Cruise is the only thing that brought people back to the theaters, and he needs credit for that. And he should reserve, he should get a special Academy Award just for that. Or do I wait until it comes out on video because I know I've got to wait for Dead Reckoning Part 2? What do I do? I would wait. This is not like Back to the Future where 2 and 3 came out like back to back Mm -hmm. where you could go to the theater and then three weeks later go to the theater again. By the way, did you know those are not all him? All the like the stunt doubles? Stop it. Have you seen all the stunt doubles? Stop it. They posted a picture last Stop week it. of him with all his stun doubles. He does all his stuff. And it freaked me out. Well, there's, he used to do all his stuff. There's like He's eight or nine guys. two years old. It's like eight or nine guys that look just like him. I was getting ready to ask you how many look, how many did you, how many I mean, would I walk up to you and say I'm Tom Cruise and you would believe I him. couldn't tell which one was actual Tom Cruise. Really? Let's put it that way. That's crazy. That is crazy. I'll look for the picture. Maybe they're actual clones because he's got that kind of money and those <laughs> Scientologists, you don't know what they're doing behind Maybe closed so. doors. Grant Williams was traded by the Celtics. I could not be happier. It's all that, yeah. I'm a Celtic fan. It was a sign and trade. He's now a Dallas Maverick. He'll get to go play with Kyrie and Luka. And I don't dislike what he brought to the Boston Celtics. I just don't like Grant Williams. It's like Draymond Green. He's great with Golden State, but I don't like him. I don't have to like him. I understand he brings... You know, eight rebounds, six assists, and six points a game, and he's the point forward of the Golden State Warriors. I get all that, and he makes Curry better, and he makes Clay Thompson better, and when Durant was there, he made Durant better. I get all that, but I don't like him. He's a he's a. Well, I'm like, what can I say that's not going to get me a seven second <laughs> delay buzz? He's a jerk, and I feel the same way about Grant Williams. So as a Celtic fan, I appreciate what he did during these last couple of years, but I'm glad he's gone. Friday tomorrow, right, Scooter? We'll be here. That's right. All right. See you then, I guess, unless I call in sick. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Axe. Hey.